Hi, I'm Tiffany. I'm Corey. I'm Laura. My name is Desmond. I'm Sam. You're listening to Nickel for Your Thoughts. And today's nickel is for our thoughts on food. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. So we have everyone here today except for Des, who is on vacay and hopefully eating some bomb food. But if he's not, that's okay too, because today we're talking about food. I'm so excited, you guys. I love food. I really, really love food. And I'm just like getting excited. I can feel my heart beating. So yeah, as you know, we're talking about food. Um, and so, yeah, I think anyone that has a, you know, any kind of relationship or personal relationship with me knows how much I love food. I love talking about food. I love eating food. I love cooking food. I like going to the grocery store. Yeah, food's great. Um, my family has like a background in food. Like my grandma used to have a tofu factory where she delivered to all the restaurants, you know? So I'm, I love tofu. Um, and good tofu, not the crappy vegetarian stuff you uh, sometimes try. That's not tofu. <laughs> You've been lied to your whole life. That sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, there's also, and like my dad used to be a chef. So growing up, um, he would always cook these amazing meals and we dissect it over dinner together. Uh, our dinner conversations about the food that we're eating. If we go out, we're trying new restaurants and talking about what we're eating. And so I think I just grew up really conscious of food and really enjoying to, uh, or learning to love good food as well. Um, sometimes people think I'm annoying because I take photos of food. You can follow at Tafudi in T-O-F-O-O-D-I-E on Instagram. That's my uh, food um, Instagram. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited. I think a lot of different people have different relationships with food. And I think it plays such an interesting role in our lives, not only in the communities that we're in um, and how we enjoy life, um, but also just, I don't know. It's fun to talk about it. What's on your Instagram? Uh, food. It's just pictures of food that I've eaten. Is Are those uh, dishes from eating out or you cook them? or? There's a mixture. I haven't posted in a while, but because covid but yeah i think a easy place to start is talking about what is your favorite type of food um i think that's a broad question but i can start because i'm so excited i love two things eggs well actually i love many things (laughs) i love noodles all kinds of noodles and i think part of it is growing up in hong kong there's a lot of noodle dishes like fishball noodles wonton noodles and every time i land in hong kong i always want noodles um soup noodles and i love ramen udon and i also love eggs benedict i've tried eggs benedict in like more than 10 different countries, more than 15 different cities at least. And I have a definitive definitive scale of how I rate Benedict's in my head and I dissect and I dissect every single part of it. I love eggs Benedict and eggs. <laughs> I love eggs, a good egg. Like I'm the kind of customer that if you bring me an eggs Benedict with overcooked eggs, I will send it back because that it's just not acceptable. Like, I'm not coming here and paying so much money for an eggs benedict just for it to be overcooked. What is the most underrated aspect of a good eggs benny? Um, I think people don't pay attention to just like the holistic composition of an eggs benedict. Usually what makes a popular eggs benedict is using rare so-called ingredients, even if they don't work well in it. 
it's so frustrating it's like i don't care if your benedict has a waffle or has crab or has whatever if it doesn't even taste good together and doesn't have a good like mouthfeel and like balance of flavors like that's just stupid and you're just trying to be trendy and i don't have any time for that like some restaurant with trying to be hip and asian fusion put bok choy in their like eggs benedict bok choy on its own if you overboil it has a very bitter taste and it's stringy when you cut it so if you think about how you eat a eggs benedict and you cut it it doesn't cut properly so then you end up like with a stringy bok choy that doesn't blend with a flavor and the only reason why you put it in there is because you know they're trying to be hip anyway Hmm. i would like to just publicly state i did warn you guys that she is very (laughs) passionate about i feel like she got angry she went from passionate to angry at bok choy users (laughs) i have heard that bok choy uh stories so many times and kid you not every single time it's the same amount of passion she just like really cares about these eggs benedict i was so unhappy because everyone was raving about this stupid eggs benedict to me and i'm just like this is dumb you don't know your eggs benedict anyway this is why people don't cook for me as well there are a lot of things that couldn't ruin an eggs benedict too much vinegar on the egg Mm -hmm. uh soggy soggy muffin on the bottom uh sauce is like chunky Yeah. yeah I do have a space in my heart for greasy spoon eggs benedict though that's a different type of enjoyment i'm just saying greasy spoon yeah so like a greasy spoon diner is that not a phrase yeah yeah like a like a diner diner food i don't know like in kingston there was like a mom and pop like like everyone that worked there was super old and everyone that ate there was super old but they had a very good diner style eggs benny which is a different experience than, say, a gourmet brunch restaurant, Eggs Benny. Why don't you start a Eggs Benny review blog? Like, that yeah. seems like something that you're ultimately passionate about. Yeah, I um, my original hashtag was um, the hashtag The Adventures of Tiffany and Benedict, but it's a bit long. <laughs> On your uh, food blog slash Instagram food blog, you should include categories for uh, mouthfeel. Does anybody, does anybody get that reference? No, yeah, yeah. it's Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, yeah. yeah. Charles totally uh, has, a, has a food blog. His pizza blog. It's totally thing. So an example of when mouthfeel matters is waffle eggs benedict is actually really hard to do well because waffle, if you think about it in nature, is very thick and starchy. And so you have to have balance. But the thing is, hollandaise is so heavy that if you put too much of it, it's it's you feel weighed down by it. But the thing is, waffle is so dry that so that when you eat it, more often than not, waffle eggs benedicts will just dry out your mouth, and that's just not a good time. Anyway, I think I've spoken enough <laughs> about eggs and eggs benedict. Mm-hmm. This is not the Tiffany show. <laughs> I think she's proven her expertise on this topic. I don't even know why you mentioned noodles. Like noodles was just like <laughs> okay. I can also go opening. on about noodles. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you talk about the food of my heart and my soul, it's noodles. Okay. Would that would that be your kind of like uh, a desert deserted island, I could only choose one kind of food forever, that would be noodles? For sure. Okay. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I love noodles. What is it for the rest of you guys? I honestly don't have an answer as like passionate as Tiffany. I know my bar is not It's all downhill from here. It's okay, right? It's, it's okay. I think the Arab in me is just yelling if it's got enough garlic, whatever it is, <laughs> I'm content. 
I just need garlic to be present. I think the seasoning and like the spices that go into like cooking something matter way more than what you're cooking. Cause I feel like- I can understand that. It's like that Oprah meme where she eats the million dollar chicken. Have you guys seen that meme? No. no. Well, let me educate you. There is a lady um, who won a million dollars for her chicken recipe and she went on Oprah on the Oprah show to make it for Oprah and let her try it. This lady is white. I'm not gonna not gonna beat around the bush there. Um, and Oprah takes one bite of the chicken and she goes, this won a million dollars. Like <laughs> normally I put salt and pepper on my chicken before <laughs> I cook it. Like I don't know what. <laughs> And it's a very funny meme, um, but I resonate with that. Yeah. Like to the extreme, it matters how you season anything and it, true, anything true. can taste amazing. True, true. Who, who's giving a million dollars away for a chicken recipe? Yo, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> so if you need to find some uh, Eggs Benny sponsors. Yeah, it's true. I actually have a book that just talks about eggs. My favorite Eggs Benedict is the egg shop in NYC um, in the East Village and their whole place is a temple dedicated to the egg. Their cookbook is dedicated to the egg and talks about the different types of egg, the ways that you can cook an egg and all the variations and it's like around an inch and a half thick as a book. It's amazing. Uh, What about you, Corey? I would probably, I've probably said this my whole life, but I would probably still say pizza. And I know that's kind of a boring, like, classic answer. Um, I just love it for every reason you can possibly love pizza. Uh, Also, it's incredibly versatile, I think. And, like, the how you can do pizza, like, you can, there's just, like, an infinite combination of, like, stuff you can put on it. Uh, So, I still would say pizza, although I definitely think pizza has been challenged in the last maybe seven years. Cause I think growing up, I was used to just kind of whatever. Um, but then going on stint being overseas and, uh, I, our team on stint was very much a foodie team. And so I got to sort of just be on along for the ride and they would, uh, would always be exploring and trying crazy, uh, new stuff. And, and I really enjoyed getting into the foodie culture actually in that time. So, so pizza has been challenged, but I would say pizza has reigned supreme still. Mm-hmm. You're right. It, it can be really versatile. My favorite uh, thing about pizza is that each like culture can interpret it differently mm, true. and make yeah. their own rendition of like pizza by definition is just like crust, sauce, cheese, yeah. topping. At what point does it stop being a pizza and you're just like throwing huh. whatever mm. food on top? <laughs> Interesting. I'm going to take this moment and throw Laura under the bus and say that her no. favorite pizza place is Pizza Pizza. No! Oof. Um, hear me out. Okay, so I went to a very out of, like, middle of nowhere high school, right? The only thing that was near my high school was a Shopper's Drug Mart and a Pizza Pizza and a fire department. Like that was it. We joked all the time about burning our school down. We were like, we couldn't even succeed doing that because the fire department is the closest to us. Um, (laughs) But when you were like a high school kid and you wanted to like go 
eat out from the calf or you didn't want to pack your own lunch, your only options were Shoppers Drug Mart, buy an entire bag of chips and just chow down, or go to Pizza Pizza. And so Pizza Pizza has this like nice, nice warm place in my heart, you know, because it was just always there. But it sounds like it's less about the pizza and more about what the pizza represented to you in that time of life. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But also, I have a theory, pizza is always like 50 times better if it's like fresh, like right out of the oven, you know, and the cheese is still true. like oozy Very and it's been sitting there for a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. And so I think because everyone from our high school went to the same pizza pizza, they like consistently had hot pizzas coming out of the oven like they knew when mm-hmm. the lunchtime rush was. Mm-hmm. And so you never got like an overdone pizza or like it like it always came out and the cheese was just perfect. It was ooh. Mm-hmm. So great. <laughs> I I when I was in university, I don't think I ate good pizza. It was just like crappy cardboard crust kind of stuff with just bland tomato sauce, pepperoni from like a pe- package and that was that. And so I never actually really liked pizza and to the astonishment of many of my friends. Um, and then my wife actually showed me an episode of Bon Appetit on YouTube where all the food editors got together to recreate the most perfect pizza. And so they split up into teams. One team's got crust, one team's got cheese, one team's got sauce and toppings. And they come together and they like kind of fire up this perfect pizza. But every episode I would watch it, I was like, this actually looks good. And it made me learn that there is good and bad pizza out there. And I became a little bit of a snob. And there was a student that I talked to a couple of days, not a couple of years ago. He was not from Canada. And he said, I love pizza. I know a really, really great place. And I mean, Toronto, there's so many good restaurants. So I said, well, what are some of your favorite pizza places? And he says, there's a place that's really good. It's called Domino's. And I was like, (laughs) do you mean Domino's? Sure. sure yeah. yeah. So, do uh, so those of you who've watched The Simpsons over the years may or may not uh, remember the Domino's Pizza reference on The Simpsons. And let's see see if I can share the story and not butcher it. But I I still to this day, if I have Domino's, I actually get sick. Like I, it doesn't sit well with me for some reason. Even though yeah. a lot of people love it. Anyway, on The Simpsons, there was this joke. It's where the you know the two police officers, Chief Wiggum and Lou, are in their car, kind of chilling they're like falling asleep uh on the on the job and uh, they hear a motorbike in the background and they they alert and they think it's like uh hell's angels or something scary and uh they kind of figure oh like shoot what to do and so they uh chief wiggum pulls out his pizza sign he puts it on the top of the car so that they can hide the fact that they're cops right uh and then lou goes to chief wiggum he says but pizza or sorry but pizza (laughs) but chief what if they like pizza and he, Chief Wiggum's like way ahead of you, Lou, and he slaps a Domino's sign on the <laughs> on the side of the car. And I love that joke because it resonates with my heart. Is Domino's kind of popularly recognized as the bottom of the barrel? I don't think so. No. Okay. So hear me out here. All right. When I was on stint, completely different country than when Corey was on stint. Um, So I bring up cultural differences on pizzas and cultural takes because the only place you could get pizzas were these like mom and pop shops, but they were never like normal pizzas, like pepperoni, not a thing. 
Um, and so it would be like, like my favorite pizza while I was overseas was like crust. It was white sauce, cheese, and chunks of chicken. I don't know why, but it just tasted so great. <laughs> um, and the only like place that would make Western, quote unquote, like a classic pepperoni pizza was Domino's. And so whenever we wanted like home, like pizza, like just garbage pizza that you could like that was just comfort food. Comfort. Yeah. It was Domino's. That was our go-to. I love Domino's. Their lava cake. Y'all, you need to not sleep on Domino's lava cake. It's so good and so cheap. <laughs> so it sounds like pizza, pizza and Domino's have a really special place in your heart. I have special places in my heart for a lot of things. You know, the like <laughs> core memories from inside out. I feel mm. like food is a core <laughs> memory, but each like they have sub memories, you know? So I feel like that's actually a good segue. Like, I'm curious, um, what is kind of your guys's like relationship with food in terms of how do you see food? Like, what is food to you? When do you eat? You know, what do you eat for? All I can think of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Captain Holtz, and he just eats for sustenance. And yeah, so that like, eats breaks like a bowl my of heart. I totally know people like that, where they don't, like, they eat to live, not they live to eat. Yeah, that's the saying. They live, they eat to live. And so um, this is, like, my cousin's fiance, or no, my cousin's husband. He will literally, if he could, eat granola bars that have no flavor, but give him all his nutritional value and needs and just eat that for his entire mm-hmm. life and I'm like what's wrong with you like that's not <laughs> that like actually breaks my heart so much not that like you're a bad person or it's wrong I just like there's so <laughs> much to love person. that's fair yeah I think I've uh so I was a big health nut and still am in a lot of ways like growing up uh, and so I think food for me was function and that was pretty much it uh it was also my family like you know my mom wasn't necessarily, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this, wasn't necessarily like the greatest cook ever. Like we had good meals and everything, but, and so I think me just kind of coming up with that, it wasn't really a thing to like really enjoy food for food. Uh, but I think my experiences over the years have evolved in that and, and being overseas uh, played a role in that too, like I shared already. Um, and two, I think, uh, especially in university, I realized the love for hosting people and, and having them mm. over and creating a uh, a kind of environment. And one of the things I think that is more and more obvious to me about food is that people bond over food. Uh, and I think I realized too, even growing up though, we didn't necessarily have super special uh, meals themselves. Like my family always, always, always ate together. And, uh, and so I think that's, that's big for me now too. But so I, I think I love it all now. And so even though I'm not like passionate, like I like Tiff is, I would say that food <laughs> matters to me. Like I, and I, even on the health side of things, I'm a little more okay with, you know what, like just enjoying something, even if it's not necessarily the best thing for me in moderation, just because I can enjoy it and maybe enjoy it with a friend or whatever. I think uh, for me, food, there's probably a different couple of ways that I relate to it. But as, as you asked the question, Tiff, one thing that comes to my mind is comfort and familiarity. Um, if I, if I, have a favorite kind of food item on the menu at a restaurant, I'll probably go back to that item over and over again. Um, It takes a lot for me to branch out from what's known to me in terms of like menu items and um, 
restaurants, like you, I'd have to go with you and you have to suggest it and really want to eat there before I'm like, okay, sure. Otherwise, I'm pretty happy with kind of like my my rotation of like five, six options. And so when I think about that, I think comfort, what's familiar, what, um, yeah, I, I, I think sometimes I want to have a safe experience each time. And so I'm, I'm not willing to always take a risk. Which is so sad. You live in such a great neighborhood for food in Toronto. Not that you should but, say what your address is, but. <laughs> but wait, did you look up my address? No, I, I had heard from a coworker where you live and I was like, oh, I'd love to live in that neighborhood. All the things I would eat. But that's not to say that I don't love it. Like, I'm just saying that even in my neighborhood, there are a couple of places that are my go-to and I'm not going to mm. always be visiting at some, or trying something brand that's new. That's fair. Like a creature of habit kind of thing. Yeah. Like I didn't answer your question earlier, but my favorite food is white jasmine rice. Like it is the probably the thing that I ate the most while growing up uh, in Hong Kong. And I like for me, it's one of the most comforting things to just like hmm. eat a meal with that's got like a base of like hot jasmine fresh rice um it's aromatic it soaks up the flavor the carbs like soak it in it doesn't just like repel off like it's got some like waterproof <laughs> coating on it um it goes well with so many things hmm. do you get angry if your rice is undercooked or overcooked it has too much water or too little water or are you generally okay as long as it's like jasmine rice a good, a well-cooked bowl of rice is like next level. Have you seen the BBC video on egg yes. fried rice? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, what is she doing? Why are you, why are you draining the water and then running it underwater? Yeah. Oh man, it's so interesting. The comment section for that, um, or reading different, what people are saying is hilarious to me. Um, yeah. Anyway, you got go look it up. Good food, or no, I think it's called the BBC Good Food Egg Fried Rice. It's a meme, I think, at this point. So I'm sure you can find it. I don't remember what the original question was, but I will say that I am the opposite of Sam in almost every single way, <laughs> where I love adventuring, I love trying new things. If it is new, like I've never seen this on a menu before, there's a, a high chance that I'm gonna order it. But at the same time, I also have the comfort foods, you know? So it depends on my mood, it depends on what I'm feeling, what I want. Question for you. If you ordered something that is off the beaten path, something new and adventurous, and it doesn't taste very good, are you happy because you tried it or are you bummed because you like used up a meal and maybe money on something that you didn't like? Um. I think it's just more like, oh, now I know. Like, I don't feel any particular way about it. Like, if I don't enjoy it, I'll be like, well, okay, don't get this again. Now you know, yeah. you don't like this. Yeah, maybe I've been hurt too many times. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, however, my parents are very much like, we order the same thing off the menu every single time. I will not change. These are the three approved restaurants that we can go to for family dinner. And I think that's what sparks. Like, I just want to try everything else. I don't want to go to Swishale any more times in my <laughs> life ever again. Um, and then it's just like, you know, you know, I don't know. If I don't like it, now I know that I don't like it. It's, it's so much work, though, to like 
browse through a list so of restaurants. Fun. If I go to a neighborhood or a city and Tiff says to me or Laura says to me, you need to try this restaurant and eat this food at this restaurant, I will do it. But it's intimidating for me to walk into a neighborhood and not know anything and just kind of read a kind of guidebook or website and just be like, but it's intimidating to me to, to make a potentially wrong choice. My theory my theory is you just walk around the area that you're in until you find a <laughs> restaurant that kind of looks pop-in. You know, like there's a good amount of people mm. like either waiting outside or like inside seating. And you're like, okay, what type of food is this? Italian? Sure, I could go for that. And then you yeah, go interesting. in. Interesting. Pizza, pizza. All right. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, blow. Traveling. That's something that I've been actually so impressed with my dad by. He just like always just knows where the good restaurants are. And I don't even know if he's done research. But like we've totally traveled and we walk down a street and he just kind of like, you know, looks around, looks at the menu, peeks inside, like just kind of like, like checks it all out and then somehow just picks one. And it's always amazing. I don't know how, um, genuinely. Do you have a recommendation? Like, do you have a recommendation of how, like, generally, if you were to, say, visit a new city for you're on holiday or just driving somewhere, what's, like, your kind of go-to way to find a place to eat? I actually just, I do a lot of research just because I like looking at menus. I like reading about food. I follow a lot of food blogs. And so sometimes when I'm walking in a city like that I haven't been to, but is fairly famous for food, there's a lot that I actually recognize. I'm like, oh, I've read about this place or I've seen that place on this thing or I've, I know about that place. And I, I feel like I start to, like, I don't know, I just, things look familiar and I remember it that way. But I don't know. I feel like there's something to be said about like, you can look at a menu and see how like creative it is. Like what's their style? What is their point of their existence? <laughs> that sounds really philosophical, what's but like, is it there? Like, I don't know, like judging a place by like, I don't know if it's like targeted to be authentic to a specific type of cuisine or is it trying to be adventurous? Is it trying to be like gourmet or like, there's a lot of different like types of restaurants does it feel true to what it is like there, say for example there's places that try to be trendy but like um their menu is just trying to include trendy things but doesn't actually seem to have a clear flow or like choice of ingredients i don't know those are some of the things i think are cues to like how much intention did they put into picking the things that go on their menu but obviously, like that, that's not true of all restaurants. I think there are different ways to judge different types of restaurants by the look, at least. But I think, like from all of this, clearly my relationship with food is I love food and that I eat. Like I love eating and trying new things. Like when I think about hobbies uh, that my husband and I share, it's literally like food. Like that's all we do is like we go out and try new restaurants, and we have similar tastes. And so it's really nice to be able to share and try new like options. And I don't really try things for the sake of trying something new per se. I like read it and try to judge based on what is something that I would enjoy knowing the types of ingredients and flavors um, that I personally like. Like if it's say, for example, like often traveling, you know, to Southeast Asia or something like people will often eat, you know, deep fried scorpion or something like that for the sake of eating deep fried scorpion. That does not interest me. I'm like, what's the point in that? Like, I can eat a crisp. Um, sorry. I can eat a chip <laughs> with flavoring that's the same flavor. Like, this, you're eating this for the sake of saying that you've eaten scorpion, not because 
like it's necessarily a delicacy. It's different if it was actually made in a way that it reflects a specific purpose or delicacy. How much? How much does the story behind the food matter? So you could have the same dish from two places, but one place is like a mom and pop shop in the neighborhood for forty years. It's like a recipe that they've made. The other place is like a like a three year old hipster place on Instagram. They've got a ton of. They're really Instagrammable. They've got a nice kind of uh, vibe in the in the restaurant. Nice lighting. Is how much of the story actually matters? I feel like I don't know the stories behind so many restaurants. I think it depends on what you're going for. Like sometimes you just want like the super trendy, like I want a really good cup of coffee. I'm going to go to this hipster joint that has a succulent on every table and, (laughs) you know, like exposed brick on their walls and I'm going to get the thing, even though I know maybe um, the mom and pop shop down the street has been perfecting or like their espresso machine is older than me. So you think there's, you'd say there's a place for both kinds of approaches? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's a time when I want like a chain where, you know, it's the exact same as it is everywhere. Like when I was on stint, when I was in Asia, this was something that I, uh, there was a few Starbucks in our city. And uh, Starbucks was like one of the places we would go if we just wanted like it to feel like home. Because it was exactly the same as a Starbucks would be here. Hmm. Uh, at the same time, one of my favorite things uh, to do in when I was in East Asia was uh, to just visit a completely random coffee shop. Because no two coffee shops in this place where we were were exactly the same. And it was so like everyone was just like decked out with like the most random decorations and had the most like had something totally different playing in the background and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But I think there is something to be said about like the culture behind a restaurant. And I think that's the beauty of almost any kind of like local joint is it's like, it's unique. It's its own thing. Maybe it's even weird or hipster. If you want to use that word, I can totally appreciate a place for that. I also Mm -hmm. feel like there's, you know, things that you enjoy from like nostalgia and comfort. And then there's things that you enjoy because it's like, I don't know, maybe something you haven't had before, but it's the type of flavors and like it matches your palate well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I love uh, Coco Curry. It's like a curry chain uh, from Japan. And I love their pork cutlet omelet rice. It's so good. But I don't think it's objectively necessarily the best omelet, like pork cutlet curry ever. Mm -hmm. I just have a lot of memories eating there with my friend. I've had so many birthday parties there in terms of like getting together for a meal on my birthday with my friends and they stick a candle in my curry or my curry race. And I love it. (laughs) But I'm not saying it's like objectively amazing. I just really personally love it. And it also is attached to a lot of awesome memories. Yeah, that's true. There is a point, however, when the claim to being a hipster restaurant goes too far and I feel like we need to say that. There's a scene in the movie Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. I don't know if y'all have seen it. Uh, there's a scene with Keanu Reeves, and they're at this really, really hipster oh restaurant. Um, and they order a meal that's like a, an experience, like an auditory experience. So you have headphones, and you're listening to the, the very animal that you are consuming, the sounds of this animal. 
and the one main character has the very like normal reaction that's like what the frig is going on like i'm just gonna eat the steak that's in front of me why are there random like grunting noises in my ears and then keanu reeves is like in the corner crying because he's like thank you (laughs) so i'm like that that's too far that's like hipster to the extreme that's like i don't think that's like hipster i wouldn't describe that as hipster i would describe that as like when you take gourmet food into the idea that food is an art and it almost goes like another level of like it means maybe more to art than like to food. I don't know. One thing that does irk me though is our places that uh, make very pedestrian, average quality food, but then try to market themselves and price themselves in a way that says we are we are all that. That is that's very irksome. I feel like you're speaking from experience. <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of places in my city that are like that. Yeah, that's fair. Well, anyway, our time is coming uh, to a close. We're running out of time here. Um, does anyone have any final thoughts on food? I actually, I, this is a sorry. This is a question from earlier. Since you guys are all pizza connoisseurs, uh, do you prefer like gourmet pizza or like you know just regular takeout? pizza there's a time and place for both i was just gonna say yeah it's, it's just like you mentioned earlier tiff like uh there's a place for the nostalgia and i think there's also just a place for like the quality of it one of my favorite go-to's is uh because not a lot of people enjoy this but i love to have green olives on my pizza so once in a while i'll just go to victoria's pizza in guelph and get like a small or medium pizza with extra cheese pepperoni and green olives and it's like the greasiest thing ever uh but it's just one of my comfort foods, but I also love uh, like Manhattan's here in Guelph has some really great, uh, more what you'd call gourmet pizza, bread bar, which is Hamilton. My answer to the question is depending on my financial situation, because like 95% of the time I want the gourmet pizza, but I can't afford the gourmet pizza. So I settle for pizza pizza because they have a walk-in special for pepperoni pizza for $8.99. And I'm like, well, I'll walk in, wait 15 minutes and get a pizza for less than $10. That'll feed me for today, tomorrow, and maybe the next day, honestly, um, depending on the size that I get. And I'm like, well, that's meal prep. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> meal prep. <laughs> my meal prep is slicing my pizza. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, this is not a pizza episode, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> this is where we're at. I feel a bit outnumbered. Uh, pizza's good. It's not my favorite food, but I enjoy it. I can, I've, I can appreciate it. Eggs are amazing. I will come for you if you... I actually feel sad for people who are allergic to eggs. I'm like, you don't know how good it is. Actually, my mother-in-law always loves her eggs fully cooked. And, like, it just breaks my heart. The yolk, man. The yolk. Anyway, that being said, um, food. Go out, try some, eat some good food. um, Find something new to try. I would encourage you to do that because you never know if something will be a favorite until later on. But also, don't try crappy places, you know, because that's not a good time. Make sure the place is popping. And it's always fun to explore with people, with friends. Depends, actually. I have thoughts on that, though. Because, like, a lot of people know that I love food and, like, oh, I'd love to try new places. But the thing is, when I'm trying a new place, I want to talk about the food. And so, like, if they're just trying to get to know me, I'm like, I don't have, I don't want it. I don't, 
No. I want to get to know the food. Stop asking me questions. Like, I'm not experiencing the food as I eat it. Sure, yeah. So then certain friends, I'll go out and try new food with them because they have a similar mentality as me. But there's others where I'm like, they care too much about you. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, I don't, no, no. Which is hilarious because <laughs> as a kid, I found that so annoying in my family that they mostly talked about food and not about my life or whoever, whatever, what's going on in their lives. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. there's no so concluding feel, statement. You feel about food the way that some people feel about movies. It's like there are the right people to go to go with. Yeah, and certain restaurants I think are better to go with like friends that I want to catch up with, um, which I usually go to something that I've already been before. That way I'm not trying to focus on eating and experiencing the flavors, yeah. which sounds super pretentious. I'm not that pretentious. I am judgy though, so watch out, I guess. But in my family, I've actually have the third rated palate. Like my dad's is seen as the most superior than my sister's than mine. Have you guys had a vote to rank them? Oh no, I can tell their judgment from their speaking. My dad will always ask my sister for her opinion before mine. The exception is fish. But anyway, well, food, eat some. I'm salivating, would love to go eat some. But maybe later, who knows? We're not gonna pay you a nickel, but you can let us know your thoughts on food. 